0: Evening everybody, Lee here. Uh, Our regular listeners will know that we recently did a Supernatural Stories episode, or not, depending on your beliefs. Uh, But it seems to have gone down quite well, and we've spoken to a few people who said they've got interesting stories of their own. So as we tempted the idea at the end of our last episode, we're going to do a follow-up at some point. So if any of you have uh, stories of your own that you think would be interesting that you wouldn't mind us sharing with the listeners... Uh, feel free to either record them and email them over to us at info at welcome to horror.com or otherwise you can type them out and send them to us and we will read them out on the show Uh, if you'd rather not use your name we will use your first name otherwise but if you'd rather go under an alias include that in the message and we'll be sure to use that thanks very much and enjoy the show Good evening and welcome to horror. My name's Lee,
1: I'm Chris and I identify as Adam
0: <laughs> and we are here again for our general monthly wrap up of what we've been watching uh, in the world of horror. Uh, there will be spoilers. There will be swearing. Uh, we've got a lot to get through, so we're going to do them in sort of short ish chunks, um, hopefully. But we say that and then we just waffle on. Um so let's start with Chris. Hey, I,
2: I decided I would look back through and see what were the recommendations that I haven't watched yet. And there's been a lot, but I decided now is the time I'm going to watch Get Out because hey. I saw that it's going to be off Netflix in a few days. So I was like, that's it. I'm <laughs> on that one. All right. And um, yeah, like. I'm pretty sure you both said it was amazing, but I'll hear what you say afterwards. I know Lee didn't like us, I remember, because I of the didn't. end.
0: No. But but
2: yeah, get out, I'm fairly certain sure you did. But yeah, I, like, seriously, he um, Jordan Peele and all of the actors and the writing, what a great way to just make it so eerie from the start. Like, mm. where is this going? This is just on yeah. edge about... Like there's something strange, I know, but who is it that's going to be strange? Like, <laughs> and you know, like even when the the cop pulls them over, um, just yeah, just everything about it is just so, like, who who do you trust here? Uh, the sound, fantastic music, fantastic, and um, yeah, the chemistry with the cast. I mean, it, his friend Rod, the the comedic yeah. relief, yeah, um, oh, it, from the. It, the- the ts it, TSA? <laughs> yeah. ts yeah <laughs> like just yeah amazing all the way through yeah. really um i i i was trying to work out you know you're trying to figure out what is going to be happening um and i, I know we said spoilers so i'm still in the mindset of not spoiling things but so um so yeah w- when he's saying you should you should essentially be getting out of there and it's like, yeah, there's seriously something weird going on with his family. You know that, and and mm. you're starting to think, okay, how far is this going to go? And obviously, it, it does go into a. I mean, I guess it's it, it's uh, unrealistic, but probably not forever. You know, at some point, it's, you could potentially well, I th- steal I think somebody's already,
1: body. I th- yeah, but I think it's also it's sci-fi.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: You know, there's there's an element where you sort of think. It could be, is it like a possession thing or something mm. cult or whatever like that? Yeah. Where it's actually, yeah, it's, it's essentially science. It's
2: neuroscience fiction. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, there was a, a film, I think when we talked about Get Out, me and Lee both mentioned it, there's a film called The Sorcerers with Boris Karloff and mm. Ian Ogilvie, Um that Us reminded me of, um, which has a sort of similar thing of people, people using...
2: Others' bodies to go yeah, out and okay.
1: do as they want. Well, so,
2: so I'd been expecting it to be a supernatural. I think when you when we talked mm. about it before, so that's where I started off from. But um, but yeah, no, it, like they they all just played it so well all the way through. Yeah. Um, well, it's the first let, it's the first time that he
1: worked with Daniel Kalua and mm. obviously that's just something that's gone from strength to strength. Yeah. I
0: was going to say it's a yeah. match made in heaven, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: That's his Kurt Russell.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, so after we'd watched Note, which that was great, I enjoyed us. Um, so yeah, again, I'm looking forward to what he does next.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Uh, Adam, what have you been watching? Uh, first one, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna take you to 1970 Ooh, uh, for for Tales of Unease. you seriously Lee. You are gonna like this, I reckon. Tales yeah. <laughs> of Unease is an LWT anthology series from nineteen seventy, oh. and it's come out on network, look, hmm. and it is fucking great. There's only it's like seven episodes. Um, first episode, kind of a bit sort of of an obvious sort of supernatural story, hmm. but then after that. It really start. It give. It's a proper number nine. You sort of like. Mm. There's a, there's ones where you're like, I, not necessarily. I didn't see that coming, but just where the fuck did this idea come from in the first place? <laughs> that sounds <laughs> awesome. It's really really good. Apparently there's um. It was uh. There's a writer. funnily enough. It's the writer of the Sorcerers, <laughs> um. A guy called John Burke who did lots of he did loads of adaptions. So he did like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Hammer films and Uh. stuff like that. He did loads of novelizations of films. Um, But he also did three uh, anthology, like short stories, uh, uh, books called Tales of Unease. And so the the TV show is adaptions of those, Mm -hmm. like the the sort of pick of those stories, like over these three volumes. And you've got some some. Interesting cast in there as well. People you'll recognize, like Michael Culver, who's uh, Captain Nieder in Empire Strikes Back, and Roy Detreese, Susan George, Neil McCarthy, Terence Rigby, um, Taffin Thomas. There's people you'll sort of recognize. Mm. But seriously, this is one, uh, Lee, definitely from your point of view, Chris, I think you'd like it as well. But Lee, mm. I know you like sort of Tales of the Unexpected and stuff yeah. like that. It's definitely in that sort of wheelhouse. but My God, it's fucking quality stuff. It really is.
0: There's so Um, many of those types of shows that have just gone completely forgotten. And it's funny because Adam always, like, for Christmas and stuff, I always get a DVD and it'll be something like that. And I'm like, how have I never heard of this? It's always something spectacular that's on TV and just nobody saw it or, you know, nobody's remembered it 40 years on. But they're always amazing. I think it's
1: it's just because it's from a period where no one was taping from the telling. Yeah. Yeah. So you know these sort of things they were loved at the time but the sort of they're more of a memory or whatever like that but yeah so you've got of the seven episodes there's three absolute belters there's calculated nightmare in which as i've put in my notes two business pricks get locked in their state of the art office by a disgruntled employee <laughs> um there's bad bad jojo where a comic strip author who has created this sort of like weird thug character who wanders around killing people with his mum um who's super fans of his turn up like fans of the comic mm-hmm. but are a bit deranged and sort yeah. of yeah <laughs> that's just really good and then the last the last one is just a, the old banger which was, is about this couple trying to ditch their old car and it follows a theme you know the car basically keeps gradually returning to them yeah but fuck me does it get out of hand by the final shot it's like <laughs> it's sort of, okay now we've we've gone out of any rational explanation for what is happening <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's a it's just a really good show and also you get this there's a one weird effect with it though is that they seem to make uh, like alter- alternating episodes they seem to either do location on film or they do it in the studio on video. So there's none okay. of that, you know, usually when the old programs where they go outside so you get that sort of quality shift yeah. in the, between film and video. With this it's weird because it's just the episodes. So you watch one that feels like a film and then one that feels more like a TV drama and then and mm. yeah, so but
0: excellent. All
1: in all yeah, Tales of the Une- Un- Tales of Unease recommended. It's fucking great. Also,
0: awesome. I'll definitely be looking that up. That sounds amazing. Um, so I have been pretty good, and I've seen two new films. I've finally gotten off my arse and got an oh, actually yeah. some new films. Um, so first off, I watched Renfield, mm. um, the new one with uh, Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Holt. Um, yep. I really enjoyed it.
2: True to Nicolas Cage quality.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, that's it. like Nicolas Cage goes absolutely over the top batshit in every mm. role you give him. If you tell him he's Dracula, he's gonna go fucking mental and he doesn't disappoint. It's, mm. yeah, it, but it's, it's also, it's really well written. It's really funny. Um, the gore is spectacular. It's so over the top. It's, yeah, really good. Um, but the, sto- the show was actually stolen uh, by uh, Aquafina who plays a cop who's basically looking into the body count that's left behind. So in this one, Renfield is basically getting, uh, he's got semi-vampire powers in order for him to go out and collect people, effectively, to take back to feed to Dracula.
1: Yeah, Um, because he's familiar, isn't he? Yeah. Uh,
0: So he obviously leaves a body count or missing persons or whatever in his wake. And she has spotted a connection between a few of these and he's on the case mm-hmm. uh, to try and catch up with him. But she absolutely stole the show. She was so, so good. Like, the whole thing was, it was it was so over the top and tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> and, yeah, it was fantastic. But she absolutely won it for me. Um, so I shall be looking out to find more stuff that she's in going forward, I think. Um but yeah, it's it's really it does some really good stuff as well that you will like, Adam. It takes it takes clips from the original Dracula, the nineteen twenty nine Dracula. That's interesting. oh, the Lugosi. Yeah, yeah. And it puts Nicholas Cage's face uh... on Lugosi and puts Nicholas Holt's face on uh, on the guy who played oh, White Fry, isn't it? That's it, White Fry. Yeah, um, yeah. But they do such a good job of it; it looks really, really good. Mm. <laughs> Um, yeah, it just over the top and uh, like proper action as well, which was I wasn't expecting, so See, I was yeah. hearing,
1: I was hearing half and half about it, but now you're part of the growing list of people I genuinely trust saying
2: that so it's that's just- interesting, yeah, I wonder what put some others off
0: I don't i, I think again it's one of those things I think it's a, a Is it just
2: too a- mad for some.
0: Yes, and I think that's the thing. I think proper horror fans will find it too silly yeah. and slapsticky. Mm. But for people like me who love horror and love mm. the Nicolas Cage movies, um, uh, I suppose that you can feel like horror, sometimes it takes yeah.
2: away from the authentic original. If you feel like that, it's perhaps hard to.
0: Yeah. Whereas just this let go and appreciate it. doesn't try to be. No, yeah. I mean, this isn't trying to rewrite anything. This mm. is like it's just a comedy mm. film. It's just a bit of fun, and it yeah. Smashed it out of the park, loved it. Mm. Excellent, uh, Chris, you again,
2: yeah. So, following on, my I need to watch some things that have been recommended over the years. I decided to go for Dead Set.
0: Oh, oh, wow,
2: nice, yeah. Which I was I, you thinking know, about that earlier, actually. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, so I, I did sort of wonder. I mean, I know you'd both raved about it, and it's Charlie Brooker and Andy Nyman who is excellent in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> Horrib- horribly excellent I yeah mean, is one of the uh most horrible elements and it's a zombie movie but, there you go. <laughs> but yeah yeah and um so I, I sort of i was i guess it was still hard not to be a little bit skeptical is it going to be as good as it perhaps was when it first came out because it's big brother but actually i was mm-hmm. like it sort of took me right back to big brother because I, I didn't know how much they were gonna um actually use big brother in it I, I, in my head it was like we is it just based on the idea of people in a house? But no, it was like, basically, this is Big Brother.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Completely. It was, so Davina it, McCall. Yeah. It
0: was, yeah. yeah.
2: I was like, what is going on? This is not <laughs> what I'd expected. So, yeah, it totally all, took me back. It all stems from
1: Charlie Brooker saying that it was the ideal place to, but when, yeah, you know, with that yeah. conversation about where do you survive a zombie what, apocalypse. Yeah. Like, well, the Big Brother house, because it's secure, <laughs> there's ways and means of getting in and out of it. Yeah. Like secret ways of getting in and out of it, and you've got like supply, fresh supplies, and food, mm. and everything,
2: yeah. But no, so well, yeah, it's fantastic. It's uh, like, oh, the scene with the police that, that made me laugh, where they're you know, they recognize him, but then they're still being proper aggro, and they're like, Do you, you, you know, you're not watching the TV, get back to you, uh, you know, you meant to be staying inside. It's like, yeah. <laughs> did you so, watch it oh, no, one it's...
0: go, Chris, or did you watch it sort of
2: episodically? Um, so I watched quite a few together, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
1: because it was like four parts, wasn't
2: it? Five, yeah,
1: five, Oh, it was over a week, wasn't it?
2: They showed, yeah, all oh, right run up oh, I believe, yeah. So, yeah, no, fantastic. Still, it, it's made me, um, it reminded me of what was the other thing we watched with Andy Nyman, Ghost Stories, yeah, again, like that. That was yeah. so that was excellent, but so, yeah, I. <laughs> But it looks like he's not done anything much since.
0: He did a great film that we are going to cover at some. Oh, point okay. Called Severance. <laughs> so, oh, right. Um, yeah, and again, it's this—it's him. It, he plays a prick so well. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So you've yeah. got a
2: role, and you yeah. do it well. If you need to someone it. to
0: be an obnoxious <laughs> asshole, he's always the one. He's your man? Um, yeah. But, oh, yeah, yeah, well, and I mean, okay. that's been on our list since the beginning. Well, so. I
2: say we, we try and bump that up, then,
0: yeah, him and Danny Dyer, it's just so uh, much funnier yeah. than it has any right to be. It's yeah. amazing,
2: <laughs> yeah, excellent.
0: Um, Adam, what's your next pick?
1: I'm zipping us right back to 2022,
0: <laughs> and
1: um, I finally got to see uh Ennis Maine, um, which. Written down looks like Ennis Men, ah. um, but um, which is written, directed, and scored by Mark Jenkin. And I'd heard, I've still not seen it, but I heard about the film he did prior to this called Bait, which isn't a horror film or it's uh, uh like a drama. But mm. then when this was coming out, I was hearing sort of more and more cool stuff about it. But it's basically set in 1973 on a remote Cornish island. Um, Ennis Main is Cornish for Stone Island, mm-hmm. uh, and basically there is a woman apparently on her own on the island, uh, played by Mary Woodvine, uh, who is the daughter of John Woodvine, who is uh, Dr. Hirsch in American Werewolf,
0: oh, and yeah.
1: loads of other stuff. You know, a uh, big. Tall Northern man. Yeah, um, yeah. It's his daughter uh, who I who is also Mark Jenkins' wife, I think, or partner. Um, but um, basically, she's on this isolated island. She's got. Um, uh, she's basically there as a volunteer to check on the progress of some rare wildflowers that are growing on part of the island, uh, and she's sort of dutifully note linked down. But as Things go on. Things may happen or she may slowly unravel, but basically mm. suddenly she might not be as alone as you thought she was on the island, but then time seems to move around a bit fluidly. And yeah, it all goes very strange. Um, reminded me of uh Lawrence Gordon-Clark, who did The Ghost Stories for Christmas, Mm. it has that sort of feel to it. So it looks like it was made in 1973. It's all done like on old film stock. But it's fucking beautiful. It's one of the most amazing-looking films I've ever seen. Wow. And the soundtrack is incredible. And the majority of the sound is just the sound of being on this really wild island. Yeah in the middle of nowhere and yeah but it reminds me a bit of is it is it stigmata one of the modern ones one of the ones that's yes, not an mr james yes. adaption um, where they find it reminded, the
0: stones yes the stone the one. Yeah.
1: yeah it reminded me of that where there's no explanation and you're not quite given anything but it's an exercise in unease mm-hmm. um but basically yeah so things start appearing or disappearing and gradually the woman seems to be possibly becoming part of the vegetation on the island. Wow. But not in as obvious a way as that sounds, but it's just, it is a strange film, but it's fucking beautiful. And yeah, yeah. I've seen it marketed as a folk horror and people who like folk horror would like it. Mm. But I, I think it's, it's don't expect any explanations. It's very mm. obscure. And, but I just loved it. I thought it was just absolutely fantastic. So I was
0: going to say that sounds like that would tick every tick every box for you. By the sound yeah. Of it, it. yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, I do, you know, I I love, a I love a decent,
1: you know, I, I love, a I love an intricate plot. But yes. I also love an exercise in just sort of filmmaking. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, just incredible.
2: So. Excellent. Yes.
0: Yeah. Sounds good. I might dig that up myself. Um, my next one, again, as I say, actually been getting off my ass and going and seeing some new shit. Uh, I saw Knock at the Cabin, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Ah, yes. Um, With Dave Batista and Rupert Brink. Oh, I didn't know you know them.
2: <laughs> Dave Protusta, Gardens of the Galaxy. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, Lee Well Lee said he went
0: to see it with them. Oh so. no, no. <laughs> um uh, uh yeah, so I Sorry. he's <laughs> is so hot and cold with me. Like he's good. So what what else has he done? Uh so he did the Sixth Sense. Oh right, okay. Uh and he did uh The Village Signs Mm, don't know uh, that. the one that's set Split, in the lit, unbreakable. Yeah, um, the beach is that him? No, uh, don't the think one about so. getting old on a beach, don't think so. All oh, so. right, old, it um, might but be his, old. Uh, his last one, he did that film, The Visitors, that everyone was raving about, and it was so bad. I recorded. <laughs> I actually recorded a solo podcast that I was going to release as a bonus episode. <laughs> and when I listened back to it, it was just me shouting, fuck a lot. So I didn't release it. <laughs> it was so bad. It made me so angry. Um, so I wasn't <laughs> holding much out for this one. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. It was very, very dark. Um, mm. It reminded me quite a lot of The Mist. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, So basically the plot without giving anything away, I'll only give away what happens in the first 10 minutes. Uh, uh, a couple and their daughter are in a cabin in the woods and basically four people turn up at the door and say, look, we know how this is going to sound. We're not crazy, but the apocalypse is about to happen and you have to decide If it's going Mm. to happen or not But if not, you have to make a massive sacrifice Mm. And that sounds really contrived and shit Which is why I was like, oh And when I started watching it I was like, this is nonsense This is nonsense But then it starts proving to them That they're not just a bunch of nutcases And it could be Yeah, and it's Mm. just really, really good And again, a lot of it Like you were saying it's, It's one of those ones where it doesn't explain everything in the backstory So there's Mm. like a ritual to these four people, Uh, like the the way that the the couple have to decide, or the three of them have to decide the fate of the world, but there's this kind of ritual to it that they have to follow. Um, Oh, and it's just really unsettling and really uncomfortable. Um, There's loads of really over-the-top violence, but you don't see it. It's all implied Mm. and you hear it but it happens kind of just off the side of the camera which somehow makes it ten times a bit like session nine Uh, yeah precisely yeah Mm. Yeah, it's lots of you know you know what's going to happen you see the wind up and then you hear it happen and you Mm. see people's reaction without Uh, um yeah i it was it it turned out to be a really good film i found the end really satisfying it is a downer of a movie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so you'll probably love the shit out of it, Chris. That's yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it. It's on the list.
0: <laughs> but yeah. yeah, really well written, a fantastic cast. Um, yeah, I, I just thought it was really, really good. And as I say, I, I did try and go in with an open mind, but half of his films are... Probably in my top 100, and the others are ones that I get angry when people so much mention the name of them. And I was worried it was going to fall into yeah. the latter list, but it didn't, so it was fine. It, it is
2: funny how you said like the synopsis sound a bit dodgy to you, and it really is. Like we've talked about a few where you know they can sound bad, and yet it's something about how it's done. But,
0: the execution is everything with yeah, a film mm. like that. I think that's the thing. Mm. It could so easily have turned rubbish and as yeah. I say at the beginning I was vaguely annoyed because they turned up and went, the apocalypse is going to happen and you it's going to come down to a decision that you three make and I was like this is the worst plot for but a movie sorry. ever because <laughs> that makes no sense and it's never really explained as a bit mm. of a spoiler why that is the case but and I'm like they're clearly just nutters like just <laughs> mm-hmm. take them out and get out of there do whatever you can but then that they it, it's things start happening and it starts bringing you round to their
2: yeah. yeah. Um, so see, it almost sets you up for disliking it and then that's where you know your expectations are lower and then it blows you away.
0: Yeah. So, and the entire film until the last 10 the last 5 minutes maybe is all in this cabin. It mm. doesn't go it goes just outside the door and inside and that's it. There's nowhere else for the rest of the film.
2: I wonder what percentage of films based around cabins are fantastic and which ones are <laughs> terrible because cuz we've had a few decent cabin films.
0: We have. Uh, uh, there are some crappy ones. I know there are. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I also yeah.
2: just want to check. So it did Unbreakable and Glass, and wasn't there something about they That's... go together? I think remember you saying Un-
1: Unbreakable, Split, and Glass Split, right, okay. are basically a trilogy because. Okay. Um, Glass features the characters from both those films. Yeah. Okay. And it's only, it's a split. It's only, uh, it's only towards the end that that mm. is even a point. Yeah. That okay. it actually exists in the same universe as this other film. Mm.
2: So. Okay. That's interesting.
0: <laughs> but you've have have to, to say say, in that out soon, Chris. Uh,
2: uh, yeah. Oh, Oh, so I have
1: to say, M night, shall you are, you're, Persistent with him because of how much you like some of his films. Oh yeah, yeah. And it just—I just find it really—it's brilliant because I know that it's like, no, this is this is a sewer I'm willing to crawl through for the gold.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because it's so worth it. Like, so you because you are
1: good because you are so sort of marmite with him, where you're just proper. You're properly either this is one of the best films I've ever seen, or. This dog shit needs to be scrubbed from my eyes, you know.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> just, I just quick, anybody you suggested did, it, even.
2: Did you like the Sixth Sense, both of you?
0: Oh yeah. yeah I don't yeah, remember yeah. if we
2: ever I've talked about. It. We possibly did. What? What's what? That?
1: You've never seen it. I've never seen it because basically, I heard what it was about, and then someone came and said, "Yeah, it was all right." I had a twist, and I went, <laughs> "Is it that he's dead?" And they <laughs> went, "Yeah." So I never bothered seeing it. I was, yeah, <laughs> I can understand I that. I, I saw the trailers enough to realise mm. when sketch shows were referencing it, referencing yeah, yeah. it you know what mm, I mean? So yeah. I could think like, I see dead people and stuff, yeah. yeah. Talking about his red knob, you know. <laughs> but um, So,
0: yeah. Uh, yes, so definite recommend. Mm. Back to you, Chris.
2: Yeah, so I decided to watch one that I'd wanted to watch for a long time and hadn't. And I th- we have definitely sort of touched on this um but it is the cube 2 hypercube no ah. and it it wasn't as good as get out or dead set i did still enjoy it i liked the characters and but i think what i really like about it is the sort of the almost the idea of the concept because in this one I, like, I definitely had the feeling like it's sort of been taken too far a bit too sci-fi whereas cube one felt like it was perhaps still somehow achievable in in our reality Hmm. i sort of didn't like that it went so far but i pretty much just ignored that and just enjoyed the interactions between the characters and the sort of mystery about who they are why they're there and just the fact that it's it's all shot within this cube i just Mm. uh, yeah i find just the idea quite entertaining um, I mean, you know, to to say we're going to make a film, a horror film that involves maths,
0: <laughs> that's you know,
2: like you're you're taking a bit of a, a risk there. Um. So yeah, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I, I guess I don't have a huge amount to say about it. Um. I don't know. Did I, I'm fairly certain you've seen it, Adam? I seem to remember you telling me there I'm... is another one or two after this.
1: I've seen. I've. I've. I've seen, I've only seen the first one, but I know that there oh, okay. are, I think there's four now, maybe.
2: Right, yeah. But, okay. I've ne-
1: but basically, I'd heard that sort of, I'd heard that Cube 2 was basically more of the same. It so is, essentially. Sort of but no, let's think- that, that,
2: yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know, I'm not too worried, but somehow just mm-hmm. always wanted to, I, I guess I want to see more of The Cube, because for some reason, that's just a film that's stuck it's, in my head and it's I've loved.
1: always worth exploring a franchise.
2: Yeah. yeah. You just, know, just in case there's, because
1: you know, especially, especially if one of them really hooks you, mm. it's definitely. I mean, you know, I mean, speaking as a Hellraiser fan, well, I was
2: gonna, I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, like me if I've been yeah. through shit, <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I do, I do feel like this could be my Hellraiser. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make the effort to go through <laughs> the next two. Go for it, man.
1: <laughs> Report back, and I might join you on the journey. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Adam, you're next.
1: Uh right, just a quick one. Uh I'm taking you back to 1970, the summer oh. of gloves. And <laughs> um yeah, I watched uh the Dunwich Horror because it's just come out on Arrow. Oh um, you know, the so obviously it's uh Roger Corman's AIP. They've done Edgar Allan Poe, so they thought we'll do some HP Lovecraft. And actually it's not a bad hp lovecraft adaption because usually there's always the thing where it's like well here's the two seconds of hp lovecraft from the short story and then here's an hour and a half of stuff that has fuck all to do with it (laughs) regardless of how entertaining that may or may not be Mm -hmm. but this is actually quite faithful Mm. um and yeah and you've got um uh dean stockwell as the as the main villain uh Look, looking like he's just about to be brained with a piece of ice in an episode of Columbo.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: it's, it's, it's early Dean Stockwell where the perm was king rather than sort of, <laughs> you know, punching a calculator in front of uh, Sam Beckett. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and, and actually does a nice job of Lovecraft sort of like, well, I can't tell you what it looked like because it would drive you mad. Mm. So they just do a lot of very sort of like that posterized, solarized effect on something mm-hmm. that you only see in flashes, and that works really well as yeah. a um, as a Lovecraftian monster? So yeah, and again, it was one that I'd is one I'd not seen before, but had always been on the list. But then it was like, well, Arrow's releasing it, so at least it will look good, and um, it's time, yeah. Yeah, so it
0: was. And uh, yes, uh, highly recommended. Mm. Yeah, I've watched that a couple of times. It is, it is <laughs> a solid movie. Yeah. Really good. Uh, so for my last full review, uh, I went back and re-watched uh, Freaky again from 2020, uh, which is uh, basically it's a new take on Freaky Friday, you know, the film... That they did, and then replayed yes. where the mother swaps place with the child, and they get to understand each other, and it's all very lovely. Mm. Um, yeah, it's not that. So mm. it's Vince Vaughn is a slasher, and he basically steals a dagger from someone's house while he's breaking in there, uses it and stabs a teenage girl, and then when they both woke up, wake up the next morning, they've swapped bodies. Right. So okay. Now. This serial killer is in the body of a teenage girl, which obviously sets him up ample opportunities for slashing. Uh, and <laughs> it puts this poor young teenage girl in Vince Vaughn's body, who everyone now, because he didn't quite kill her, everybody is looking for him because they know he's a serial mm. killer. <laughs> um and it's just—it's really like I—I I don't know why people have got such a problem with Vince Vaughn. I don't know if it, I, I like—I don't keep up with the whole thing, so I don't know if it's a thing that it's him as a person. But like, loads of people have such a downer on him, and I—I oh, I, I don't know great. this. I—I um, I,
1: I think it's just—I think it's mainly because, unlike a lot of actors in comedy films that he's appeared with, hmm. he also does serious roles, hmm. and I think a lot of people don't sort
0: oh. of. Go into a film not knowing what to expect because. Well, but
1: also I think a lot of people are like, "Well, no, you 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 do funny films. You can't do serious." Yeah, and you know, or
2: I so... haven't seen any serious films with him, but I've I've enjoyed. All, all the films what, what serious
1: to of True Detective? He takes someone's teeth out
0: with a pair of pliers. He is okay. not <laughs> a nice man in that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, he's, he's he is oh, very good in uh, True Detective, but he's a... really good in this like. Seeing Vince Vaughn act like a teenage girl, he does it <laughs> yeah. so brilliant. And there's there's a fantastic scene where it's the teenage girl fancies the boy in school, he's a bit of a jock, and she's never got around to telling him. And mm. they end up basically having the conversation, but while she's in Vince Vaughn's body. <laughs> so it's Vince Vaughn and this That's... young teenage boy having this first, I didn't know you liked me. I didn't know you liked me. Oh, I wish I'd... And they had this... And it's just so, so good. Like, it's just... It <laughs> sounds it's, like
2: it should be horrible and awkward and eerie, but... <laughs>
0: but it's not. They just do it so well. And it's, yeah, like, mm. obviously, it is a comedy slasher film. Yeah. Mm. Um. But, yeah, it's just, as I say, I watched it the first time and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, I don't remember mm. a lot about that apart from coming away thinking I need to watch it again. Mm-hmm. So... It had been a couple of years, so I went back and rewatched it. Oh, and I had a fantastic Sunday night with that one. Mm. Um, yeah, so definitely, if you've not, it's on Netflix. So just go, I think that's why I rewatched it. So I bought it when it came out, but then it turned mm. up on Netflix. I was like, oh, I haven't even got to go upstairs. I can just
1: <laughs> click <laughs> just it on Netflix.
0: <laughs> save me step count. I'm having some of that. Um, yeah, but excellent. Right, Adam, uh, we've got four minutes left. I know you had one more you wanted to cover very quickly. No, I'm
1: pretty much good,
0: sir. Oh, you're sir. all
2: done. Cole, oh, all right, I'm, I'm just gonna fire out then. Oh um, I, I did watch the first episode of Utopia, which oh, you yes. both said you've both said you know amazing things about, right? After the first episode, I have no idea.
0: Like, <laughs> it yeah, carries it, on like that for the it's, first it's, season, it, does it?
2: It's fascinating, but just yeah. I do not know what is going on, where this yeah. is going Well welcome it's, to new levels of intrigue. <gasps> yeah,
0: it's fucking mental. But it's uh, like it's so good, and when you get the payoff. Mm. It is so. Okay. It's such a solid payoff. It's not one of those where you get to the end and go, "Oh, that's daft!" Well, like it. It's that was a lot really to go through is for
2: nothing. Okay,
0: horrific. So yeah,
1: where is Jessica Hyde?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so good. At it. Um, <laughs> right. Yes. So, uh, our next month. Uh, we are going to be covering... Now, this sounds a bit like the month that we did not long ago, so we thought about not doing it, but these two films are both far too good to miss. Um, and this week, actually, it, it, next week's film is one that Chris has seen, but Adam hasn't, so that's oh, a new yes. thing, I think. Uh, so I should are... be being
1: welcomed to the horror.
0: <laughs> that's shit-eating great so, yeah, that <laughs> so we are doing Delusional Killers uh, mm. for the next month. Uh, So our first movie is going to be The Voices with Ryan Reynolds. Oh. And then our second film, as mentioned earlier and hinted at, we are going to be covering M. Night Shyamalan's Split. Yes. Ah, Excellent. Um, uh, Both of which actually go very well with an independent film we got to see recently. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure if the – I think it's going up before this, so you would have heard about it, but if not, Yeah, we will be discussing a film called Casting Kills, and it very nearly made Casting Kill Casting Kill. Sorry, yeah, very nearly made it as the second part of this, but uh, we couldn't miss Split. So, Mm, interesting. You know, we had to do what we had to do. Um, But yes, so thanks very much for listening. Go and check out all of those films because they were all recommended. I don't think any of us watched anything shit this Mm -hmm. month, which is good. Um, (laughs) And we will be back in a fortnight's time with the voices. Thanks very much. Good night. Good night. Good night. And I get to watch Ryan Reynolds again.
2: Yeah, this was my first introduction to Ryan Reynolds.
0: (laughs) I'm fairly certain.